0: It's time for Grilling at the Green. Join Jeff Tracy as he explores the golfing lifestyle and tries to keep them short grass for the hackers, new sweepers, and turf spankers. Here's Jeff.
1: Just open up the door and let's take
0: good time in. Tomorrow's gonna be better than today. Hey everybody. Welcome to Grilling at the Green here on AM860, The Answer, W-E-E-U back in Pennsylvania, KSEY in Texas, and the Golf News Network, along with some other stations who I can't remember all the call letters. I'm JT, your host. I'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef the way nature intended. You can check them out online at PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com and also Ben Hogan Golf. Uh, those are factory direct sales to your door so you can find out more about them at benhogangolf.com well this year is the 50th anniversary of the portland classic it's an lpga tournament if you just woke up and uh, coming back to town this september the 15th through the 18th uh, it's got a new commander in chief at the outfit that uh, kind of runs that tournament golf foundation and i know you know this gentleman mark gans he was the head of cambia for a long time but mark welcome to the show Thank you. It's nice to be here, Jeff. It's nice to talk to you, finally. Um, First of all, this is the 50th year. Actually, 51st. 51st? Okay. Okay. I stand corrected, and I'm glad. Um, This tournament has been one of the longest-running ones in the LPGA, and that's significant in itself, I think.
1: Yes. The... uh, the as of uh, next year, we will be the longest running of any tournament in a single community. Uh, Because with the, what used to be the Nabisco Dinosaur and now Chevron, uh, that is moving out of Palm Desert and moving to Houston. And so that was the longest running uh, tournament. Uh, And we were the longest running non-major. Now we'll be the longest running of any event, which we're very proud of and, uh, and proud of Portland for supporting us. uh.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I've been covering it for, well, not 50 years, but um, probably 12, 14 years. I've been covering the tournament. Mm -hmm. Always a great tournament, always a great uh, fan interaction. And people are very friendly. They enjoy it. I think it's one of the highlights of the uh, season, if you will, here in Portland. It's um, that's so.
1: And and the women golfers absolutely love coming Uh, Columbia edgewater where it's going to be held again this year is one of their, I I hear it every year that it is one of their top three or four venues during the entire season uh, majors and non-majors. Now I think with, Uh, the LPGA having majors on some, just, you know, a lot of new courses that Mm -hmm. previously women did not have access to. uh, People will probably, um, they'll have, they'll probably have a different stack order, but, but, but in terms of places where they go and they know they're going to be playing a great course, uh, we are right up there. And, and that's wonderful. And I think part of what they love about it is, how the Portland community embraces them. Many of them stay, as you know, in in homes mm-hmm. of Portland residents who will open their homes to them, and it just creates a wonderful, unique feel for the players.
0: Yeah, it does, and they're very friendly. Um, yeah. I followed them. I've I've photographed them. I've you know done all that in my job. But I'll tell you, it's a it's a different feeling at the classic versus some other professional tournaments in other leagues. Yeah. I'll put it that way. They're, they're very accessible and that's really cool. So I got to ask you this question though, Mark, why did you raise your hand and take the uh, job? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I sometimes ask myself that same <laughs> question at three in the morning, um, <laughs> but no, it, it was actually a relatively easy decision because uh, as CEO of Cambia, uh, uh, I helped make the decision to bring uh, for Cambia to become the title sponsor of mm-hmm. the tournament. And it has been the title for the last eight years. And and through that process, I really fell in love with the tournament and with the LPGA. And so when I retired from Cambia uh, at the end of 2020, uh, Tom Molitus approached me. As you know, Tom has been such a stalwart for this oh, um, yeah. tournament golf foundation and for this tournament and for women's golf nationally. He has a I mean, he's beloved um, within the LPGA circles all over the country. Uh, but he uh, he approached me and and indicated that he was ready to uh, step down from being the chair after so many years and wondered if I was interested in doing so. My response to him was. If you and the board feel that that is something that you would want me to do, I'm open to doing that. However, I want—I think it's appropriate. I said for you to stay as the chair for our fiftieth rendition. I mean, you've given so many years to this, and it would seem—it uh, would—I think it would disappoint all of us and the community if you—if if you weren't the chair. Um, and he, of course, readily agreed to do that. Sure. Uh, he he. His swan song was our 50th, uh, which was very successful, uh, despite some bad weather. And we, um, but when when the tournament was over and at the end of last year, beginning of this year, I took over as chair of the board. And as you know, the TGF board is a very active, uh, we, we aren't just sort of sitting in the background and watching others do the work. Um, at times we've done that. Um, but one of the things that I want to bring back is, is a more active approach where board members are are deeply involved in the actual presentation uh, because we care about this and we care about this community and uh, and we're in it for that reason only. I mean, this is not a money-making operation at all. It, mm-hmm. is, it is, we exist to put on this tournament and to hopefully raise money for charities as you know the tournament has raised tens of millions of dollars for charity over its existence and we're proud of that um and uh you know and so for example this year rick McClos uh, um yeah rick mccloskey who who has been on the board for many years he is going to be our tournament director he's taking that laboring or, and he's not getting paid to do it. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing it out of the love of the, of the event. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have some professional help or specific elements of the tournament that, you know, we're not good at, you know, say laying cable, right. Uh, building, uh, grandstands and, you know, those kinds of things, but we'll, Rick will act as the general contractor
0: and we'll hire the people we need, uh, to get the job done. Excellent. I know over the years, now a little full disclosure here, one of your members, uh, I went to school with his brother. He went to school with my brother. So we've known each other for more years than I care to mention. But um, Ken Kalamoto, who I always see down at the uh, the driving range, the practice area, uh, he's doing everything from from delivering water to Emptying garbage cans to giving you know information to tour players. I mean, it's a full service situation there, yes and that's what I think uh, really makes the uh, you know the Portland Classic and the and the TGF different than uh, a lot of other tournaments and um, events that I've been to.
1: Yes, it is unique. It, it's a unique model, and um, you know we haven't always gotten the balance right, but. Uh, and we've tried some different models uh but i would say you know 51 years counts for something <laughs> yeah it <laughs> but, does you know, the, the 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 men and women on whose shoulders i stand at this point i i have nothing but the greatest admiration and respect for sure um, not only their vision but also their just plain old hard work to make this happen and they do it for all the right reasons um this community owes a debt of gratitude to people like Ken, uh, who have given so many years and it's just it's exciting i we're, we're in the process of bringing on i think also a generational shift because that's really important because some of our long stalwart uh volunteers you know we don't know how much longer they have and we would sure. love to have that knowledge transfer happen so that they can go as long as they want but they also can step away when they're ready to step away and there'll be people to fill in after them because we certainly intend that this tournament go for another 50 years if we can make it happen.
0: Absolutely. We're going to take a break here on Grilling at the Green. Uh, We'll be back with Mark Gans, who is the chairman of the board of the Tournament Golf Foundation. And you've got the Portland Classic coming up september 15th through the 18th at columbia edgewater we're going to talk more about that in just a minute stay with us hi everybody it's jt and this is a special version of grilling at the green grilling at the green is brought to you in part by painted hills natural beef beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends that's painted hills natural beef Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. I'm JT. Today, we're with Mark Gantz, who is the chairman of the board. He raised his hands and they took advantage of it. Uh, our Tournament Golf Foundation. The, uh, but we want to say thanks to a couple of folks here. First of all, Gunter Wilhelm Knives, unmatched quality, comfort and efficiency in your kitchen online at GunterWilhelm.com and also Bertie Ball. Uh, the greatest new practice tool made in the last 20 years. In fact, we just had my buddy, John Breaker on the show. You can go to them at birdieball.com. If you want to email us pretty easy, just info at grilling at the green.net. And of course we're on Facebook and every other social media platform that they've conjured up to this point. Um, Mark, we you, you showed me how to pronounce it off the air here, but Amazing Cree is the new title sponsor. Why did Cambia step away and and uh, Amazing Cree, which you said stands for creations, they're a clothing company out of South Korea, basically, to mm-hmm. start with. How how did how did all that transpire? Well, um,
1: first off, you know, uh Canva has not stepped away. They are still a significant I mean, a seven figure sponsor okay. of this tournament. They are okay. continue to be fully committed to the success of this tournament. Uh, but when when we took the title, I told uh, Tom, but I also told the LPGA that we were we did we weren't in it for the corporate recognition. And in fact, uh, a fun story was that, I insisted that when we took on the sponsorship, that we would return the name of the tournament to the Portland Classic. As you know, that's what it started as. Sure. And there had been um, Safeway, in particular, that had taken on that sponsorship. They removed the name Portland, and they just made it called this. You know, that was called the Safeway Classic. Well, you know, that's fine if corporations do that, but I'm one who believes that. Events like this are about the community in which they take place, not about the companies. Um, you know, it's it's not a. There's just a personal opinion. I think sure. that there's too much over corporatization of arenas and football fields and everything. And I'd love to. You know, I wanted to be perhaps setting an example of how a corporation that cares about the community in which it. Um, you know it exist, that it shows that by honoring the, the name of the community as opposed to honoring their own name. So I insisted that it would be the Portland Classic. Then I got a phone call from the LPGA commissioner at the time, who I deeply admire and respect, and as you know, is now the commissioner of the, of the USGA, Right, Mike Wan. And he said, hey, buddy, I've got a favor to ask you. And I said, what's that? He said, we really need to have your name on the tournament. I was like, Mike, for heaven's sake, why? And he said, he said, because internationally, um, it's really good for the tour for people to see that every one of our tournaments has a title sponsor. And he said that hasn't always been the case. And so we want to make sure that that happens. And the best way we can communicate that is to have the title sponsors names on every tournament. So we talked about it and it made a certain sense. So we, I said, well, as I think about this, how about we do this? That for the local tournament, it will always be the Portland Classic and it will not have Cambia's name featured on it. But nationally, you can use the Cambia name. So for the LPGA calendar, for the Golf Channel, et cetera. Mm. And so we agreed on that compromise, I guess. And we went forward from there. Now, why do I tell you that story? It's because I never intended that this would be a Cambia owned event. I wanted this to be owned by the community and, and by a group of sponsors of which Cambia would simply be the leader of that group, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's, it's not at all surprising to me that my successor at the company made the decision that now is the time to sort of step back and invite someone else to pick up the baton as the title, but would remain very involved in the tournament as Cambia is. I like that model. I think it's good for the community and the like. We we were, um, uh, you know, it was unexpected to me personally that that a company from Korea would have so much interest in Portland, and but we were delighted. Um, it's they're new to golf in this in this way. Um, they have one LPGA golfer that they sponsor who wears their clothes. That's Patty Tabatanket, who won the, her first major last year at the what is now the Chevron. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's one of, you know, one of the longest drivers on the LPGA Tour and such. So she wears their clothes. But they're a relatively new company and they're relatively new to golf. So this, this title sponsorship is going to be a learning process for them and for us. Um, in terms of how we work together. But last week, um, early last week, uh, representatives from that company uh, came and along with some um, officials from the LPGA in Asia. And we had an excellent uh, few days of showing them the golf course, talking about the tournament, answering their questions, looking at potential venues for social events that they would put on as well as hotels where they and their guests would stay. And I would say it was a very successful first engagement with them. And then there'll be another meeting in July. Uh, This time, the CEO of the company will be coming. And so we're we're very much looking forward to this this process um, of getting to know them and hopefully causing them to uh turn what is now a one year sponsorship into a full fledged uh, multi year sure. sponsorship it may or may not work it depends on um but we're going to make sure it doesn't depend on us in terms of the the way we work with them it will depend on them and whether or not they they believe that um being the title sponsor of a golf tournament is is the right fit for them but that's what this year is about is determining that the main same time we are working very hard to get other sponsors on board and keep growing the tournament with local sponsors that care about women and women, you know, <laughs> equity in sports. Sure. As well as just um, supporting big events like this tournament in Portland.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, Mark, you tell the next time when the CEO comes over, you tell him to make a line of fat guy old fat guy <laughs> like me close and and it'll sure be a hit okay
1: <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> we're gonna take a break here on grilling the green and i'll be back with mark gants right after this stay with us It's JT. And this part of Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Ben Hogan Golf. Check them out online at BenHoganGolf.com. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. I'm JT. And today we're talking with Mark Gantz from... Tournament Golf Foundation. And of course, we've got the Portland Classic coming up at Columbia Edgewater again. Yay for that. Um, September 9th through the uh, the 15th through the 18th, excuse me. Um, would like to again thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef that make this show possible. Beef the way nature intended and Ben Hogan Golf Quality Clubs at Factory Direct Prices. That's BenHoganGolf.com. Well, we were talking a little bit <coughs> off the air there, Mark about the importance of community. You're a local guy, even though you went to school, you know, in other parts of the country and did all that. You came back home, basically, if I've got the story correct. Well,
1: I'm a Northwest boy. I grew up in Spokane, Washington. And,
0: um, but I've,
1: other than my sojourn uh, in schooling, I came back to the Northwest and uh, we've made Portland our home since 1996. Yeah. And, and we've raised our family there here. You know, my kids are now, uh, grown up and, uh, one's in college and one's, uh, been out of college for four years. And so we're, um, we're really pleased about this community and what it's meant for our family. And yeah,
0: well, I think I, it's I think so, I am a local boy. Yeah. And I think that's very important. I mean, you and I were talking about that. I think that's so very important because you've been to other golf tournaments and I've been that, and uh, um, the other world I came from was always, trying to pound the events with just layers and layers of sponsors and that's how you're right that's how you put them on that's how they happen but still i think people like to have that sense of community in their identity uh why they go to event i mean you look at the saint paul rodeo for example it's i don't know how many years 80 years now or however long it's been around long time just like the pendleton roundup that's in the title St. Paul rodeo, Pendleton roundup, you know, it's not the U S bank calf roping or whatever. So anyway, I, I do agree with you a lot there that I think that's so important. What, um, what do you, can we see this year that maybe is a little different? I know we're a ways off from the tournament, but last year up at Oregon golf and no criticism to them, that's a tough venue to put on any type of big tournament at. Um, uh, you know, because it's tough on parking tough to, in a lot of hills people getting around a lot of people were hanging around the clubhouse last year, Mark, mm-hmm. I can tell you that, and I was one of them but uh so what can we expect out at Columbia Edgewater this year?
1: Well, first what I would say is I have nothing but gratitude to Oregon Golf Club for taking it last mm-hmm. year. They did it on fairly short notice we we really felt we had to move the tournament um and they just stepped up and did such they did their absolute very best and they put their best foot forward. And I have nothing but gratitude and admiration for the members and um, the owners of Oregon Golf Club for what they did. And the general manager is an incredibly stand-up human being. And I'm just very, very happy for that. Um, going back to Columbia Edgewater, uh, you know, is a is the course where while the tournament's been held on several courses in the community throughout its long history. Um, the by far the most um, most time the the host uh, that has hosted it most of the time um, has been Columbia Edgewater and the LPGA understands that course. They know how to set it up. Um, The players know the course and love the course, and it never fails to deliver a very challenging test. And if you look at the, our champions uh, over the years, it's, it's the Hall of Fame. I mean, yeah. Monica Sorenstam and Kathy Whitworth and Nancy Lopez, and I could just keep going on. And it's every recognizable name in, in women's golf over the years. And that says something about um, the quality of the course. So, what I would say is what isn't going to be different is the quality of the course, the setup. I mean, that that team out there at Columbia Edgewater, they, they take such great care with the golf course the greens are in unbelievable condition everything is in great condition Um, the overall fan experience is going to be of its usual high quality Um, what's different is um, we bumped the purse up by a hundred thousand dollars this year Uh, we bumped it up a hundred thousand last year that isn't good enough for the long term if you know um, for all the right reasons sponsors are leaning in more heavily and allowing and getting the purses up so that women golfers who are, in my opinion, every bit as skilled, every bit as entertaining, every bit as deserving as male golfers, they all get paid the same. And I love the fact that the USGA and under Mike Wan's leadership has figured that out and and they're doing it with their tournaments, but we (coughs) want to get that up. But the only way we need, you know, the way we get there is with increased sponsors so that we can get that purse up. But we're glad that we're making some progress. So that'll be different. Um we'll have some, you know, we're still working on some of the other innovations that we may sure. bring to the tournament. Um and uh as we do, we'll implement them. Uh and but I, I would say what's the most important message is it's going to be a phenomenal environment as it always is. And um, we like the September date because the weather in Portland usually is so wonderful. Right. (laughs) during that month. Um, and, um, and so people can come out and really enjoy a weekend of golf.
0: Yeah. I'll tell you from a a journalist point of view, um, all three venues that I've dealt with pumpkin Ridge, of course, Columbia edgewater and the Oregon golf, they're all beautiful. They work very hard. They do that. I can tell you a story on our end that it was, I think the last year it was at pumpkin because they switched as you, we mentioned earlier, it got so hot up there One, we had an unusually hot two or three days. Yeah. And, um, even, even the old, old, uh, weathered and grizzled journalist, photographers and stuff they didn't want to go outside it was so bloody hot out there (laughs) and they said the only place you can get so we'd have them take us in the golf carts up to the top of the hill and we'd linger in the trees and the little fan area up there because they had some uh refreshments and and you know services up there and we'd hang up there and then if you actually had to go down and actually track somebody it was kind of you know we'd flip coins for it or something like that. It 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 was that that's why all of us are breathing a great sigh of relief that it's back at Columbia Edgewater.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And and you know the weather in September is usually more moderate i mean it's yeah. not you we don't get the kind of heat waves that we've had when we've done the tournament in the past in august right um you know there's advantages and disadvantages to almost any time you can do a tournament uh and we've you know we've had the tournament as early as the fourth of july weekend and as late as the third week of september and you know it's and we've had. Overall, amazingly good luck and good fortune with weather, but we've had some crazy years of late with smoke. One year, a really bad storm that took down a bunch of trees, um, you know, at uh, at Columbia Edgewater. That was just a few years ago. The pandemic. Yep. Uh, and yet, we still put on the tournament every year despite those challenges. And you know, I I think that says something too because during the pandemic, a lot of people canceled their tournaments and. We took sort of a fierce stand that, look, you know, that it's one, putting on a tournament allows people at home at least to enjoy it on TV. Two, it provides a venue for these players to be able to continue to play and support themselves and their families. And that was really important to us. And so we said, even if we can't have any fans out on the course, which is what happened, right? We are putting this tournament on for these incredible athletes. And I'm proud of that. And that says, a lot about the, the the heartbeat of the Portland Classic and what it's about.
0: Absolutely. I was there that year. No. It seemed strange. It was almost eerie without the fans, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, you understood why. Everybody understood why. But it was kind of different without all the fans there. you know, and so lessons to be learned there. That's right. And I think Amazing
1: Cree uh, is going to be a great partner um, this year. That'll be, you know, they'll bring some innovation to this year, which is going to be great. And I love the fact that, and I really respect the fact that they, they were, um, they understood the importance of maintaining the Portland name in the In the tournament with their name on it. So, you know, the amazing Cree Portland classic is the name of the tournament this year. And that says a lot about them as an organization.
0: Yeah, it does. It really does. Um, Mark and I are going to take another break here in a few seconds. And don't forget that the tournament is coming up. the 15th through the 18th uh and there's actually activities before the 15th through the 18th there's some pro-ams different things they do Mm -hmm. uh companies get involved with those and um but the great days are usually like the 16th 17th and 18th and that's really when the fans kind of show up and cheer everybody on there so it's all good it's going to be out at the um, columbia edgewater which i actually get to play here uh, in a few days. So that's kind of fun too. Anyway, Mark Ants and I will be back in just a moment. Don't go away. Hi everybody. It's JT. And this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills, Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills, Natural Beef. Welcome back to Brilliant Screen. I'm JT. And today we're with Mark Dance from Tournament Golf Foundation. Um, What's your what's the toughest part about being um, chairman of the board on an organization and working with the tournament people? You know, you got a lot of moving parts there, Mark. Oh, it's just that you
1: know the 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 other board members are just such you know they're just so hard to manage. <laughs> <laughs> now that's actually one of the great joys of the event of of, of being the chair. Um, I have a lot to learn, uh, even though I was the CEO of the longtime title sponsor. Um, what a title sponsor does to make a tournament a great tournament, and what the organizing. Um, group in this case tournament golf foundation does are very different and so i'm coming in with a lot of humility and uh and um trying to be a a good sponge to learn the behind the scenes things that make a tournament go sure and be a great experience for the athletes for their families um, as well as for the fans and the sponsors. And so uh, that's probably, for me, that's the big challenge is just a lot to learn. Thank heavens uh, for Tom Miletus, who has continued on the board, uh, and for Rick and there's their deep knowledge of the various aspects of what make the tournament go, the financial aspects and all of that. I mean, I'm just trying to learn as quickly as I
0: can. All right, is Tom still going to be at one and then eighteen uh, on when that? Because he was always in the little uh, tent there on on one when then you know wishing the players well, good luck, and all that. A lot of times he'd have his granddaughters with him, and he'd yeah. always come up to me and say, "You got any pictures of the kids this year?" Yes, and I'd send them to him, you know. But, and then on Sunday when the when the tournament was over, he would be there on eighteen to greet every player as they came off the, the yeah. course. Uh, well, first off, Tom lead Letus- In my book, can
1: do whatever he wants, (laughs) Um, given all of the time that he has spent. I mean, he is a treasure to this community, and if he wants to be out there, um, he will. I'll I'll be his biggest facilitator of making that happen. I know that I also now I've learned some things from Tom just by watching him, and so I I understand the importance of what he does in terms of the personal approach Mm -hmm. to the players and the like, and so. I intend to emulate that, so I'll you'll see me a lot more uh, visible Good. than I had, and I you know than I did when I was the title sponsor CEO.
0: I know that we had a, um, I think they had it last year too, or a version of it. But there's always a a, a women's conference during the yeah, that tournament. was a, that was an innovation that
1: can be brought to the tournament. Yeah. That was something that I my vision for the tournament was that this was not just a golf event. That this was a women's empowerment and boosting, if you will, event, and yep. so the the golf tournament provided a, a wonderful platform for doing even more important work, which was connecting very successful uh, women in this community who have, if you will, made it and have the scars and you know and yep. the badges yep. to prove yep. it, and connecting them generationally with those who are coming up and who have aspirations, whether they be high school. Uh, women or college or just uh, women who are starting in their careers and really creating some um, some bonding and hopefully even mentorship relationships through that so we used the women's summit and we actually did two of them one that was out at the tournament site and one that was downtown and that the whole idea of that was to create those connections and create an entertaining event with some amazing women. And we had Mia Hamm come one year and be the feature speaker. We had Admiral Nora Tyson, the very first uh, commander of a, of a Naval fleet. Uh, She was phenomenal. Nancy Lopez has been, she loves this tournament and she comes every year and, you know, as Julie Inkster comes and, you know, we bring in some of the real, um, you know, the hall of famers of the game and, and we mix them up with some of the younger players, and that's always really interesting to hear what they have to say.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I I've um, drawn the tough duty of photographing that a few times, and uh, yeah. it was always very interesting. And and uh, mm-hmm. um, I'm a friend of Karen Stupples and and Jerry Foltz, and so when Karen Karen filled in one year as the speaker out there, um, this was yeah. Oh, okay. Karen's fantastic. Yeah, she's- I love Karen Stupples. She is great. Yeah. Um, we're going to get out of here. Mark's going to stick around for after hours so I can uh, torment him some more. But don't forget, we've got um, Portland Classic, the amazing Cree Portland Classic at Columbia Edgewater, the 15th through the 18th of September. I'll try to drag Mark back on the show uh, once more before the tournament so we can get a little update and some things like that. And, uh, Mark, it's very kind of you to share your time with uh us here on the show and all the listeners. Thank you, no problem. Uh, We'll be back next week. Like I said, and I will give you a report overview of what happened at a pumpkin and Mark will be around for after hours until then um, go out there and play some golf. Be kind. Take care everybody. Rolling at the green is produced by JTSD productions, LLC in association with Salem media group, all rights reserved.